You know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of life. To starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is The Andy Stork Show. Let's go. Welcome to The Andy Storch Show. I am your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show where we can come together to starve our fears, follow our dreams, and fulfill our true potential. You know I'm all about that, and uh, on this show, we talk about a lot of different things. Uh, We talk about entrepreneurship. We talk about personal development, and you know I'm also very interested in the idea of building a personal brand. I think it's something that is really important whether you are a career professional or an entrepreneur that can help you achieve more success in your career or in your business or in life is building that brand, building that reputation. There are a lot of things that go into that. I've given talks on it. I've uh, studied it. I've gone to conferences. I've read books. I've interviewed lots of people. And I've got an interview for you today that is just fantastic from another student of building personal brands. uh, And that's my friend, Aaron Hunt. Aaron is a personal brand photographer based up in the Pittsburgh area. And the approach he has taken is really interesting because he's a former uh, operations and manufacturing consultant uh, who's got into photography and decided to really dive in as a personal brand photographer, which means he helps the people that he shoots, that he photographs, um, take photographs that are that are relevant and useful for building a personal brand for your business, career, whatever it may be. So not just some static headshot, um, but the photographs that are really going to help you build your brand. And you're going to help hear him talk about that in this interview, as well as uh, he gives some great advice for how to build your brand if you're in a career and how to build your brand or what you should be thinking about if you are running a business. So this is useful for anyone out there who's interested in building a brand. Aaron is also running a virtual summit soon on building a personal brand. And I am um, excited to be uh, honored as a speaker on that summit. We'll get more information to you soon. Um, But for the time being, enjoy this interview with my friend, Aaron Hunt. All right. I am live with my friend, Aaron Hunt. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me here. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks for, thanks for doing this. I know you had me on your podcast. I'm excited to have you on mine. Um, We're going to talk all about personal branding today, uh, a topic that you and I are both very passionate about. I know you have come from the corporate world, you know, worked um, with companies on operations, transformation, culture change. Um, You've taken that experience and entered a world of photography. And now you're all about helping entrepreneurs create their own personal brand. Is that right? Tell me more about what you do. Absolutely right. So yeah, I I did have a a nice, successful corporate career. And what I realized through that is as I got into photography, a lot of the skills that I learned in business helped me in photography. So as I started just shooting all kinds of other events, I was really drawn to helping entrepreneurs grow their business through visual imagery. And what I realized was that was really personal branding and is what had allowed me to basically build my career over 25 years in the corporate world. So that's sort of how the two of them came together. And, and uh, you know, I, I really enjoy working with small businesses because they're a lot more nimble uh, and agile. And, you know, they get the results from the visual branding much faster, it seems. Yeah, absolutely. Now, tell me more. You said you said something in there. That's what allowed me to build my uh, career. 
in corporate. And a lot of people go through corporate. Most people in corporate think that when they think about build my career, it's about the job I do, how I show up, the projects that I'm on, the quality of my work, the review my boss gives me. I know a lot of people in corporate aren't thinking about a personal brand, but you right away are crediting part of what you did and the brand you built with your career. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, well, you know, I think personal branding applies everywhere. And in some ways in the corporate circles, it's almost easier, right? Because you know exactly who it is that you're trying to appeal to. Or, you know, in the case where maybe you're thinking you want to change industries or change jobs, you still have a very clear path of like, this is the kind of job that I want. And this is the kind of person. And these are the kind of skills. These are the kind of things that they're looking for. So when I look at what I did with personal branding, if I go back into around 1995, you know, one of the first things I remember applying was I just had to look like the next level up. See, I was working mm. on a manufacturing line and you could wear just about anything you wanted as long as it wasn't shorts or sandals. Right. And yeah. but I started wearing dockers and polo shirts while working on the production line. And most of the people working with me are sort of like, why are you doing this? But that's what an engineer looked like. Right. Yeah. So that's what, you know, that's what the technicians look like as they dress that way. So, you know, part of personal branding is can people see you in the role that you want to, to, to get? And it's, you know, they tell us don't judge a book by its cover, but unfortunately most people do, you know, it's that first impression thing. So that was sort of the beginning of my corporate personal branding. And it's funny, I still, sort of have, have followed that to this day. When I go on a photo shoot, I'm typically wearing a suit mm. um, for two reasons. A, I've got a bunch of them and I feel comfortable with them, but B, it sets me apart. It doesn't matter who I'm going to go shoot for. They know that their photographer isn't going to come in and they're going to have to explain who that is um, because they're not dressed appropriately or, or like the rest of the group. Often the explanation is like, oh, he's actually our photographer. Right. Uh, you, know, you know, and they're sort of like, can you believe that? You know, yeah. So. That's not the maitre d' over there? Yeah, right. Uh, no, that's. I remember you and I talked about that a little bit when I was on your show. And uh, it, it's such like an important nuance. And you talked about, you know, dressing up nicer when you were on the manufacturing line. And it reminds me of, of course, the old line, dress for the job you want, not the job you have, right? Yeah, exactly. And so you got to be thinking about not where I am right now and how do I fit in right now, but who do I want to be? Where do I want to be going with my career or my business or my life? And how do I want people to perceive me? And I love that you show up for a photography shoot in a suit, because I think also part of what you're saying, what I'm hearing is don't just fit in conform to what everybody else is doing, because I'm I'm not out there on that many photography shoots, but I've seen photographers around at weddings and um, events and corporate shoots. And they're usually in shorts or jeans and a T-shirt, you know, right. dressed comfortably. Uh, certainly I've never, I never see a photographer dressed up. So immediately you're going to stand out and people are going to say, wow, that's your photographer. I've never seen a photographer in a suit. Yeah. You know, it's funny because one of the first big speaker events that I did, I was hired to, to do a, a day long event, one speaker. Uh, so he sort of travels around and, uh, I was hired to do that. And I showed up and I don't think I had a suit that day, but I had dress pants, nice shirt, and a blazer. Of course, I got my two cameras and I got the laptop because we had to send social media stuff throughout the day, you know, out to their social media team. And, you know, he actually came over to me at lunch and he was like, you might be the best photographer I've ever hired. He's like, can you stay late? I do a personal book signing and I want you to take photos there. And, and then he ended up talking to me a little bit, gave me a book. And it was just the fact that I looked yeah. different. 
Right. And, you know, he was wearing a suit. We sort of looked like, you know, we sort of should have gone together, you know, like we, we could hang out together and he felt comfortable with that. And it was just sort of, you know, it was one of the times when I'm like, I need to keep doing this because it makes a difference. Yeah. And it's such an important lesson, whether you're in a career or you're running a business that he would come up to you, look at what you're wearing and without looking at your photos, say you're the best photographer I've ever hired. At that point, I'm guessing he hadn't yep. even seen the quality of he, your work. He had not seen a single photo. All he'd seen was the way I'm dressed and the way I worked the room and sort of was working all the different angles and staying out of his way and staying out of the attendees' ways. Uh, but he knew I'd been behind the stage. I'd been on the side. I've been down on the front. You know, I had been just about everywhere uh, in the first half of the day. And so between what I did in my actions – and what I looked like, those were the things that made his impression of me before he even saw the quality of my work. That's uh, amazing. And I, it's something people need to be thinking more about, right? And, and we don't want a world where, you know, promotions and businesses is going, you know, entirely for the way someone looks, of course. Yeah, right. uh, you know, we're right. in an age of where we need to be paying a special attention to diversity and equality and equity and things like that. But you can go, you can get far from just putting a suit on um, without even people seeing, you know, the type of work you're putting out. Because I think at that point, the assumption that I would make and a lot of people would make is, well, he probably knows what he's doing. Yeah. Right. He's here. He's got nice equipment and he's got a suit on. He probably knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think there's, there's just, it's a little bit more evidence of attention to, to detail. Right. Yeah. And that can make, you know, a, a potential client or a client feel more comfortable. And I, I know that Cody felt very comfortable that the photos that they were going to get for me were to his liking. Yeah. Um, let's stick with the corporate space for a little bit. You know, thinking back to your time in corporate, you, you mentioned um, dressing for the job that you wanted. Uh, what are some other things you did or you see people do well to help them build a personal brand? Or how do you think about building a personal brand when you're in a corporate career. So not someone who's trying to run a business, but just wants to be successful in their career. I think the other two things that, that I did and that I see other people doing that made a big difference was one, you know, I networked and I continue like if, you know, even in virtual events, it's, it's, it's a little bit harder. I haven't quite figured out exactly how to network really well in virtual events, but in in in-person events, you know, I made sure that, as whenever I could, I got a list of who was going ahead of time. I had my list of who were the people that I wanted to meet, not to pitch them anything, not to say, Hey, you need to work with us. Or, you know, I, I want to buy from you. No, nothing like that. It was just to make the connection and to have some sort of conversation about why I appreciate the work that they're doing, whether it's content that they put out, whether mm-hmm. it's something their organization was doing, because, you know, often you're going to see the same people at conferences, you know, several times a year, year over year. And as you do that, you start building up this, this network of, of experts in your area of competence that also start thinking of you as somebody who knows what they're talking about because they've talked to you multiple times. Uh, it can open up all kinds of doors and opportunities. And I think the other part of that then is as you start making those connections, creating interesting content. Uh, in fact, in my corporate role, there was a period of time where I was known as the guy who used to do sort of operational learnings from my car in the mornings, right? And it's just like, I, and so I'd go to a conference like, hey, you're the guy who yeah. talks about, you know, and from his car. I'm like, yeah, that's me, right? And it, it wasn't like, it you wasn't a video thing. Your car about operations. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So basically, I was trying to, 
use my time effectively and my commute just drives me nuts. I'm like, I, there's gotta be something I can do while I'm commuting. And so that's what I was doing as I was basically just, I was recording a video on my 25, 30 minute drive each day. And mm-hmm. then I would upload it that night or something like that. And it, people really sort of responded to it. Huh? So you're building a brand in how you show up. You're building a brand in the people you're net, how you're networking and, and meeting with people, going to conferences, things like that. Uh, and then you're also putting out content, which is another thing people in corporate don't think as much about. Oh, I see these entrepreneurs, speakers, authors, content creators putting out content, but what do I have to share? And yeah. you had an ex, you had some expertise as everybody does, and just needed to put it out there. Yeah, and it's it's just a matter of putting it out there your own way, right? And so again, the the doing it in my car wasn't a an idea of like, oh, I'm going to do this because <laughs> people will think it's really cool. Yeah. It was it was the way it came to me to do it. And so was the audio quality perfect? Absolutely not. Did I eventually buy a lav mic that I could plug into my phone to make it better? Yes, I did. But it it wasn't about being perfect. It was about just, you know, several times a week I would talk about a challenge that either our organization or a, a customer of mine was going through. And I would just talk through that. And without using any very specific details, I wasn't revealing any trade secrets or anything, but a lot of it was just the mindset of, you know, how do you do these kind of things? And I think anybody in any role, there's an, there's a lane of expertise that they can talk about. And if they would start talking about it consistently, uh, they will become much better known for it. And even even if they don't become known for it initially, when they go to apply for that next job and people search the internet for them, guess what shows up? A ton of that content. They're like, wow, this, and they really get an idea of how much you know. Yeah, I, I've brought that up with people a lot of times and asked recruiters about it that you know when you go to look somebody up on LinkedIn, will you look uh, to see what kind of content they've created? And they say, absolutely, I will. You know, I want right. to see what stuff they put out there. Um, does it reinforce that they are an expert or know about the field they're going into? Or, you know, it's not necessarily detrimental if they haven't created any, but it's certainly bonus if they have. Yeah. And actually, it makes me think of a tip that one of my guests on my show talked about. Um, she's a photographer as well, but she recommends to her clients to have a personal website. So instead of having just a resume or just having your thing on LinkedIn, have a re- have a website that is directly tied to your name. And it's where you start posting links to all the stuff that you've created content wise. If you happen to use a photographer, you know, you can show some really, you know, awesome, well-branded photos on that website. And with just a little bit of simple SEO. And then as you post on things like Medium and LinkedIn, and even on Facebook, you link that back to that website, you start building, you know, SEO authority for your name so that when people do search for you, it links back right to your personal website. So I, I love that. And um, that's something I definitely could and should do a lot better. Um, you mentioned uh, you know, hiring a photographer, getting some, some great headshots, because it's important to have those professional photos. Um, you are a photographer. And uh, I was impressed. And when you and I first talked about this, that you decided to become a personal brand photographer, because I've met many photographers, but I've never met one who said, I'm focusing on helping entrepreneurs, other people build their personal brand. Can you tell me about you know why you made that decision and what sets you apart as a personal brand photographer versus just hiring any photographer for headshots? Yeah. So I, you know, I guess a few years ago when I started getting hired more and more to do, you know, photography work, I, 
you know, I, I did a lot of events. I knew corporate events. So I knew the conferences and speaking events and annual events were things that people love to, to hire photographers for. Um, and honestly, I enjoyed going to some of them. Some of the, my favorite things on some of those big corporate events were the people that I got to hear speak and basically get paid to do it. I mean, so that was, that was amazing in, in one respect. But what I started realizing was, is part of what has motivated me over my career is seeing the financial results for the organizations that I worked for. And so I wanted to, to figure out how I could use my photography to help businesses get those same kind of results. And when I started looking into it, I, I saw that there is a very narrow niche of photography uh, that's focused on personal branding for entrepreneurs and freelancers. And so when I started exploring that, I found that um, a lot of the photos that people buy from me, were, I, I was already doing that kind of work. Uh, even I, you know, I did a, a, a North American championship sporting event last year. And when I looked at the photos that everybody bought from that, I was sort of, I was actually a little frustrated because 80% of the stuff that people purchased, um, including just, you know, attendees to the event, I didn't think they were my best work. Uh, but I, I had put them out there and really what they were looking for was the story of what it feels like and sort of what it's like to be at the event and to be one of the race teams. Mm. And I, it really sort of cemented the idea of like everybody is looking for personal branding, whether they know it or not. Yeah. And honestly, probably two thirds of my clients, we start off with, hey, I need some headshots and I need a few images for my website. And when we start talking, they're like, I need a lot more than that. Uh, and, uh, you know, so it's, that's, that's sort of where it landed me. And in fact, the shoot that I did yesterday, it was such a, a wonderful feeling because the client is one of my best clients. I, I do photos for her many times a year and she's opening yet another office. Uh, and hmm. so she has multiple offices. I think she's now in 12 States with her insurance agency. And she's done that in seven years. Uh, and she gives, you know, quite frankly, me a lot of the credit, both from, I do offer a little bit of business coaching as I'm doing that kind of stuff, yeah. but then also just the amazing images and the fun images. Like people think of her as the fun insurance agency. Hmm. Just picture that, um, <laughs> you know, because right. of what, because of what we're able to do yesterday at the end of the shoot, we set up a, a hose and they were basically playing in the, in the hose. Uh, some of them still dressed in business attire nice. uh, as, as part of the shoot. And that was just the way we wrapped things up. That's cool. So you build in fun personality yeah. um, and you're creating images people can use for websites, social media. So it's not just the standard headshot. Yeah. And, and we try to think about what's, what's the story? What are some of the captions? What are some of the blog post ideas that you might use if we did a photo like this? So in the planning process. Uh, so I have another shoot coming up uh, soon and we were, we were doing that and one of my favorite phrases is, wouldn't it be cool if, or wouldn't it be awesome if, and we came up like, wouldn't it be cool if we could shut down that bridge? I'm trying to be a little vague here because I don't want people to know exactly what's coming, but <laughs> we're going to shut down a bridge and, and do some photo shoots there. Like, can we get those permissions? And literally today we got the approvals to do this photo shoot for this client. Um, so you're I, shutting you know, down a bridge. Yeah. We're shutting down a bridge in a major city. Right. And we've only got like 15 minutes, but still we have a 15 minute window to go in and do a few awesome shots in this iconic location. Um, wow. and, uh, now she's pretty well connected and she was able to pull some strings, but okay. it's just awesome that we're, you know, you know, and that's part of the branding. 
Like, how do you, how do you let yourself think enough about, well, what kind of shots would we want to do that connect with our brand message that connect with the potential clients? And they would be like, Oh my gosh, like I want to work with somebody who can do that. Right. Or I want to work with somebody who, who has that much fun at work. That's, that's what I enjoy about it. I, I just, I love the creative process of trying to figure out what the images are that we're trying to create and then the challenge of actually creating them and every shoot's different. So that's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I love that. Um, that's so interesting. You know, I like the, the hose, the personality, the fun, shutting down a bridge in a major city. We're going undisclosed bridge and undisclosed city right now. Is that what we're. Yeah. A couple, a couple more weeks I can probably share, but. Okay. After it's <laughs> done, you be like, Oh, we shut down. And then it'll be on your website. Like I will shut down bridges for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, whatever it takes, you know, it's, uh, we'll, we'll try to do things. It's so. part of your brand. Okay. So we talked about, um, career professionals and things to think about in building a band brand. And, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of those translate, obviously, uh, you know, the way you, you dress and show up, um, how you network and build relationships, um, the content you put out there, what else you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, what are some key things that we as entrepreneurs need to be thinking about, uh, when it comes to building a great personal brand? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll lay a couple steps out. And I, I think you've probably talked about a lot of these and a lot of them are, are fairly common, but I think they still get overlooked. The first one is you really have to understand, you know, who is your ideal client avatar? Have you defined that to the level where that person has a name, you know, where they shop, you know, what charities they support? Uh, you know, have you gone deep enough to then be able to ask yourself, does this kind of branding, does this aspect of my personality appeal to and resonate with that ideal client? Because if you've defined that ideal client and everything you think about that you enjoy, you're sort of like, oh, they wouldn't like that. You're probably going to attract the wrong client and you're going to sort of miss what's going on because the people that are going to be attracted to you aren't the people you're looking for. Uh, and so you just really need to get very clear on that, that that your personality and the aspects that you would want to share about your personal brand are still going to appeal. This isn't about being fake. Mm. It's about trying to make sure that you're making a, a, a sincere connection. And then once you've done that, the next thing that I like to ask people to do is to think about what are the emotions that you want people to feel when they think about your business or your brand? Because anytime somebody makes a purchasing decision, it's an emotional decision. So let's figure out how to, to make an emotional connection with them. So it's an easy bridge from they know you, they sort of you know like what you stand for to, oh, I need somebody to do the same thing that they do. So I'm going to choose them. Uh, you know, and then the last part of it is, is probably, you know, early on in the content creation phase, pick, pick a channel, pick a platform and maximize your time on that. Uh, and really learn how to do that well, because so many experts out there are telling us, you know, you have to be on every platform. You have to put out X number of pieces of content a day, whatever. But until you get the first one mastered, it's next to impossible. You're just going to dilute your message and, and dilute your efforts. Uh, and I, so I think those are probably the three biggest things that I work with people on. Um, mm -hmm. You know, even to the point where I have one client who she's grown her business really well. She doesn't even have a website. 
because she said, you know what, Instagram is sort of where I feel like my people are. And so every shoot that we've done for her, we optimize for Instagram. We think about what she's going to post. Uh, we've now done, she's done some online classes now, but she still doesn't have a website. It's just huh. that people get to it through Instagram. And, and, uh, and so we know that, and we know that when we're doing a shoot for her, like, you know, I'm, I'm turning the, the camera to do portrait mode almost all the time because that's what we're shooting. So. Interesting. Uh, that's cool. How do you think about choosing the right platform? I, I think for me, it come, it came back to, well, now I know who my ideal client is. Um, where are they? Yeah. Right? Where are they already? And, and so, you know, I started with Instagram partly because I'm a photographer, but then as I, as I sort of surveyed the people that I either knew or that I hoped to work for, you know, I just asked them like, Hey, so where do you like, what, what social media apps do you use? Where do you hang out? What do you like? Yeah. And Instagram was a common response as well. Almost everybody said, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm on Instagram or I post on Instagram. So I had to, to develop a presence there to go after my target market. But then LinkedIn was also a very big place for me, partly because of my corporate career, but yeah. also I do mostly business to business type stuff. So LinkedIn is still, I think, still growing from a social media perspective oh, yeah. and from a content creation perspective. And it's just so optimized for business. So those were my first two. And now I'm, I, I think I'm not on Twitter, uh, but most of the other platforms I have a presence on. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think, you know, I kind of subscribe to the theory that you pick one platform that is going to be your main platform of choice. It's cool and to dabble on others and you probably should just to have a little bit of a presence and, and know what's going on. But you got to have your main platform where you spend, you know, 80% of your time. And for me, that's LinkedIn. And we're recording this live on LinkedIn right now. Right. Uh, and Facebook where I like to have fun. Uh, but, uh, you know, my, I'm in B2B. My clients are all on LinkedIn. And, um, you know, to that point of, hey, know where your clients, you know, your target market is, right? If you, you talked about the importance of understanding your niche, who do you want to see your content? Uh, who is your target? And then where are they? And it's, it's easy to sometimes think like, oh, well, they're everywhere. Let me just, you know, go where I'm comfortable. Right. But not only am I on LinkedIn because, um, you know, you just assume, oh, corporate people are on LinkedIn. That's where the corporate conversations are. I actually surveyed the members of my membership. I recently launched a membership community for talent development professionals. And I surveyed my members recently about where they spend their time. And across the board, they said, I don't use Facebook, but I'm on LinkedIn all day long. Right. And some of them, you know, play with Instagram, but they they're LinkedIn every day. So that's where I am. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm not going to go somewhere else. I'm going to go where my potential clients are. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it, it's so important. I mean, it's I think a lot of people are like, well, how do I find or how do I create traffic to, you know, my content? And the, the, the whole point is you need to find where the traffic is and then go put your content in front of it. Yeah. So. Absolutely. All right. So we talked about um, how you show up, networking understanding your niche, being on the right platform. Um, you know, we're going to wrap things up here, but you are, you're kind of uh, doing some interesting things because you're helping clients build a personal brand while you're building your own personal brand and, you know, learning all the ins and outs so that you can even help more people. Uh, so just tell me what else you're working on, what you're learning. I know you've done a lot of live shows. You started a podcast, you're working on a virtual summit. Um, yeah. What do you got going on? Well, yeah. So, uh, you know, when the, when the whole pandemic thing happened, I, you know, I lost 12, uh, personal branding shoots and most of my shoots are a three to four week prep time. So there was a, a, a ton of work that I wasn't going to do or over, however long that thing lasted. And I didn't know. 
So I did start doing some daily live streams. I ran those for a little over two months and then flipped that over to a podcast as things started open back up. It, it um, you know, running the, the daily lives as I'm doing, you know, day long photo shoots just isn't really an option. Uh, so I do have the podcast. It's called Your Personal Brand. Uh, and Andy, there is an episode with you coming up um, probably towards the end of August. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah. So so that'll be awesome. The uh, um, And yeah, and then that led to the idea of there's not a, a lot of cohesive personal branding information out there. I mean, there's a lot of people who talk about it. And because I've been networking, because I've been sort of trying to to uh, make a lot of connections in this market for the last couple of years, the, it, it occurred to me like, well, why don't I just host a virtual summit? Uh, because a lot of my destination based photo shoots that I love to do are not happening. I just, I'm not even going to plan them because we, there's so much unknown. So we're hosting, uh, creating a, a virtual summit. Uh, I'm going to have 20 plus speakers. It's uh, I haven't had anybody tell me no yet. Uh, so, uh, so, but I'm going to cap it at 30. Uh, that's going to happen September 8th through 10th. Uh, and uh, very soon, within a few days, probably the uh, the website will be ready to go. It's brandherosummit.com. Nice. So it's for the idea of, you know, the customer should be the hero of your business. You should be always focused on them. But from a personal branding perspective, especially for a small business owner, you need to be the hero of your business. You need to be the the person that people are like, I, I love this person and that's why I do business with them. It's what sets you apart from all the other options that are out there. So I sort of had this idea that I'm going to pull together all of these superheroes or these experts or, or, you know, in some case, almost, you know, idols for me in personal branding. And then we're going to put all of those people together and, and sort of teach you at a free summit, uh, you know, all of the things that maybe you should consider when building a personal brand. And I, I think there'll be amazing stuff there for just about everybody. I love it. That is cool. I am looking forward to that summit yeah. and learning yeah. from all the speakers. And, yeah. And Andy, you are going to be a speaker on that as well. As you, so what? I appreciate oh. that. So, yeah. so <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I'll yeah. definitely have so, to tune in then. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have a little bit of fun with it. And uh, so we'll, we'll be uh, um, sort of turning all of the speakers into superheroes uh, through the through the marketing materials. And so that'll be part of the fun through August. So That's awesome. You know, it's crazy. Uh, you and I, um, I, you know, we've been doing a lot of similar things and, uh, I'm just, I'm glad we connected. I'm learning a lot from you and we're doing a lot of similar things. I'm actually planning on hosting my first virtual summit at the exact same time, um, around the middle of September. Okay. Don't worry. We're targeting a very different niche. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't think anybody's going to have to choose between one or the other. Mine is going to be all about corporate talent development and developing talent during virtual times. Um, and I'm just starting to invite speakers and, and put that together. So you're already ahead of me. Who knows? I'll probably have to postpone because I always try to do things too fast. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you'll you'll pull it together. That's that's fine. It's um. I, and you've hosted events before, so the virtual side of it, you know, it's just a little different. But I think there's probably less complexity than having a live event like you had oh, yeah. uh, in January. So definitely, hundred percent. Um, and that's that's the allure that I'll try to do it too quickly because it it's not as much work as uh, hosting the live event. But there's still a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, that I needed to learn. So I'm glad you're doing yours. I'm grateful to be um, involved as, as a speaker. I really appreciate you having me. I appreciate you coming on here to share your best tips and advice on building a personal brand. Um, for anybody listening, watching, uh, who wants to go follow along, find you on Instagram, other places, where should they, where should they go? 
Yeah. So um, on Instagram, it's at the personal brand photog. Uh, so P-H-O-T-O-G, like photographer, just shortened. Uh, and that's also my domain name for my main website, which is the personal brand photog.com. Uh, so those are the sort of the two places you can reach me on Instagram. I, I think my link tree goes to just about everything, the podcast, the uh, it will go to the summit eventually. Okay. So Instagram is really sort of my main location. And, you know, usually six days a week, I get a post out there. I love it. See, the same. When I when I go on other podcasts and people ask me, I just say, go find me on LinkedIn. Everything's on LinkedIn, yeah. right? And then find you on Instagram. So, all right, everybody, if you are interested in building a personal brand, make sure you follow Aaron because it's not just him sharing his own advice. He's interviewing, talking to other people who have built that personal brand. He's accumulating knowledge in the form of his podcast, his Instagram posts, and upcoming virtual summit. So he's definitely one to follow. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Yep. And we will talk later. Thanks, Andy. Yeah.